powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. The Toronto Maple Leafs have been sensed. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa, everybody. Maud and Charlie teaming up for this one tonight for the Battle of Ontario. And I have to say that went way better than I could have ever expected. I'm sure you're probably feeling the same way, eh, Charlie? The the guys from the STP had a live event in Kingston, in Leafs country, playing the Sens. <laughs> There's no way Steve is allowed to have a live event and have a good time. It's, it's, it's not, that's just not in the cards. I, and I, I single out Steve just because I think out of anyone, I think everyone can agree it feels like despite, you know, the ball cheering for the same team, he feels the most cursed. So I think, yeah, I don't know. That's I'm happy. I'm having a good time. I had a great night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely a huge shout out to all the SDPN fans in Kingston tonight, uh, hanging out with the SDP boys. Uh, like Charlie said, though, uh, bad choice of game. They they picked a, a rough one for the Leafs. Probably the that's probably the Leafs one of the Leafs' worst games of the year. And I would oh, say I would say that was the best sense game of the year so far. Eh? Oh yeah. For sure. I mean, granted, I think I think I'm, I'm working with a really short memory here, but the last couple games I did were the uh, last loss to Pittsburgh, the seven nothing loss to Colorado. Like, just Jeez. it's so good. To, actually, speaking of which, um, just before we get into this game, I thought I'd do a fun little exercise because we are Ooh. now 48 games in. Mm-hmm. We have done eight games together. We have each done 20 games on our own. So I wanted to we split it pretty well. Check though. out. I wanted I wanted to check the stats, and as expected with the five hundred team, it's really boring. Um, <laughs> oh my god! So games with both of us after tonight's game four and four. Okay, the Sens are four and four. Both of us. Now we've each, like I said, we've each done exactly twenty games on our own, like with guests, but like not with the two mm-hmm, of us. Mm-hmm. In those twenty games for you, the Sens have gone ten, ten, and zero. Oh, and even. for me, they've gone eight, nine, and three. So okay. very close, mm-hmm. which. It is to be expected, I guess, with the team that's right around 500. But I was kind of thinking, I wasn't sure if we were going to see, like, I want to see the stats for Peter and, and Audi in Calgary because, like, it feels really lopsided. Audi gets the rough end of that one. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw that in there that I, I decided to throw up some stats and they are not nearly as fun as I thought they might be. That's nice. No, I like that little breakdown. And if I remember correctly, uh, with the two of us on the show at the same time, I think we started off 0-3. So since then, we've yeah. had a nice little 4-1 and run. So yeah. maybe maybe we'll have to try to get uh, as many double shows going on as possible here. Uh, maybe it will uh, be a good luck charm for the Sens heading for the rest of the season. Because they could use it. They, they need a heater, an absolute heater, to be able to do anything at this point. But uh, that, that's what was so surprising. For the rest of the season. <laughs> that's what was so surprising uh, for me about today's win, is like you were saying, those previous games that you have done in the last uh, week or two like we've had so many just completely brutal games lately where it looked like the team was just not in it at any point after like going Mm -hmm. down by a goal or two but this was this was the polar opposite like full credit to the coaching staff and the players tonight they came ready to play and they kept things going for the whole 60 minutes that has to be the most complete 60 minutes like the most consistent at least um all season um kind of shocked by how well that 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 went Mm -hmm. like even even when it was going back and forth it it was still the Leafs trying to catch the sense so that 
that felt like a much better game than usual, which is a really, really nice. Uh, I still had some issues, I think, but I think honestly, I, the first period is probably the the weakest. Yeah, for the sends I would say that had the most problems. Um, maybe the worst four minute power play I've ever seen, but uh, <laughs> overall, yeah, I'm I'm thrilled with with the result as a whole for the game as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, so we will uh, get more into the breakdown of the game here uh, after our word from Sports Interaction. Think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash STPN. 19 plus, please play responsibly. All right, so back to tonight's game. As you're saying about the first period, I totally agree that it was, like, it wasn't a bad start from the Sens, but it was pretty even, and then it was just shocking to me that they actually got better as the game went along, because one of the biggest themes this season has been that the Sens like totally dominate a team in the first period and they don't score or they only they only score once and come away like tied 1-1 or down 2-1. It wasn't so much the case uh, that we like dominated in the first period. It was pretty even, but still that 1-1 score mm-hmm. after the first. And then for once, we actually improved as the game went along. Yeah, we're so used to Sens dominated. It's one nothing after the first for the other team. Like, that's mm-hmm. just been... And then they just forget how to play. Yeah, like you said, they just stop after that. But no, I think they got better with each period. Um, yeah, like a couple, a couple rough bits. Um, okay, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna check the the box score before I say anything because this might have been the second period. I might be having a a bit of a brain fart here. But the two the two really bad penalties. The uh, well, first okay, so the um the too many men. Uh, penalty that was in the first period right oh. because that was at the tail end of the yeah. four minute yeah so that's 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 rough um that one was and then, a little tricky for me because the camera angle that they showed on the replay was like not really not really centered like it was kind of off screen so i saw four guys like getting off the ice really slowly for the sense but i could not at all see how many guys hopped on but if if you have four guys getting on the ice and somehow you have five hopping on to make that too many men like what what a calamity that is like that that's a pretty bad screw up on a power play for sure yeah and then um remind me i don't know if you, maybe you remember I'm, I'm scrolling through here was that zaitsev penalty in the first as well it was uh a minute 30 into the second i, I see in the it. second okay yeah so that one barely, that one uh, pissed me off to say the least yeah so so okay so we'll say the first period plus a minute and a half or so mm-hmm. was the roughest parts of of, of the Sens game but yeah other than those penalties i don't think anything that they did annoyed me too much it's just it feels like this I I don't know where to look for this stat, but who has the most too many men penalties this season and how is it not Ottawa? Yeah. Like there's it it it, it has to it, I mean maybe every team feels that way because every single time it happens, it feels like holy shit again, how is this possible? But like it's they've got they've gotta be top five, right? They have it, to it be. must be. There's gotta be somewhere we can find that stat. I feel like with all the advanced stats that are out there nowadays, uh someone's gotta have yeah. it. So hopefully hopefully we can find that after after the show tonight. Yeah, but yeah, other than those two penalties and, and a bit of too much back and forth maybe in the first period, maybe I think I think they looked really, really solid. Mm-hmm. Um 
as for for uh, from from your perspective, what do you think the biggest takeaway from the game is, other than just beating Toronto? Which is, hey, is there anything better than beating yeah. the Leafs? Uh, Nothing better than beating the Leafs. <laughs> um, if I had to pick out uh, a positive or like my favorite positive today, honestly, I would say Thomas Shabbat because he's taken so much heat this season and he's had kind of a up and down season kind of from game to game he'll have a great game and then like a really poor game but he was just amazing tonight I thought like it seems I don't know what it is especially when playing in Toronto like not even just against the Leafs but specifically in Toronto uh at Scotiabank Arena he just I feel like he always scores on them and he was just great at both ends of the ice tonight he was absolutely flying uh even like besides the goal that he scored I remember some other rushes where he was just like dancing around the Leafs forwards in the neutral zone Mm -hmm. and then and then gaining his own entry like I was really happy with Shabbat tonight and if he can play like that more consistently I think uh the criticism is going to die down from the fan base yeah I think I'm my brain is still wired in that way that I'm like all right gotta specifically look for Shabbat uh errors in some way and like Mm -hmm. overall yeah I think he had maybe his best game of the season I think so um but I I think there's just something about him this season that like when he does do when he does mess something up my brain goes oh there's Shabbat doing again where if anyone else messes someone up messes something up I go oh the Sens messed that up so I think my brain is still wired that like I'm like zoning on on him way 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 too much Mm -hmm. um yeah, like I think in the first period, like on, at least once on that power play, I was like, "Oh, that was a pass to nobody." But I mean, the whole team struggled on that four minute power play. That was a, that was a rough one. Um, but yeah, overall, definitely, I would say, if not his best game of the season, a top three for sure. I think he looked really solid through that whole, through the whole game. I think so too. And other than okay, other than that first game against the Rangers, uh, where he had the tying goal and the OT winner, that might also be Brady Kachuk's best game of the season too, eh? Oh yeah, he was everywhere. I like it's I don't know if we've ever really gotten a quote from him or or really any indication outside of like on the ice. But I think he loves to hate the Leafs. Mm-hmm. Like he has to, right? Um so that's great. He was so so psyched after that second goal he scored, which by the oh. way, holy shit, Absolutely I didn't know if he could beautiful. fit. In, like it's wild that like DeBrinkett can fit in his jersey. Um <laughs> So, like I can't believe that 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 shot was wild. Like that shot was absolutely nuts. And he was so, like he just, I mean, great. Like Kachuk has like some great celebrations when like all the time. But that sell he sellied so so hard after that goal. Like yeah. he's gotta hate the Leafs. He has to classic selly. And I feel like there was a little bit of an element in there too. But that was just such a nice goal, such a beautiful snipe that he was just like extra hyped on the selly. Like it's like. He's he's yeah. like I scored such a sick goal that I get to sell you like I'm Austin Matthews. I scored like I'm Austin Matthews, so I'm going to sell you like it. Yeah, yeah, it looks so good all game. Mm-hmm. Um, also, once again, I think Stutzla looked incredible. But oh my god, yes! Once again on the PK as well. Like yeah. the, the he's unstoppable. This guy, just great feed on Shabbat's goal as well. Like also, uh. Not five on five, so tech. It's even the training was four on four at the mm-hmm. time, so technically not like a five on five, but 
so not five on five, not on the power player thing, but or technically a non five on five point for Eric Brandstrom. Yes. Put that in your bingo card. Holy <laughs> finally shit, we that's got, exciting. Finally, we got a Brandstrom point. It's been a while. You know what? I'm Since I can pull it up quickly, I'm curious to see how long it's been since his last point. I'm just gonna. Oh. I'm gonna check this real quick. Do you want to make a guess yeah. at how many games it's been while I count quickly? Oh, at any point in any situation. Yeah. Oh, Brandstrom's last point were what game forty-eight, and he has what like four or five points now, maybe. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's been. Oof. It's been a bit. I'm going to say 27 games. Oh my, okay, you're really close. I counted 25. Oh, which, okay. Which is okay. not including tonight and not including the last game where he had a point. So just the games in between. I feel good about that guess. I feel pretty good about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's On one hand, it's kind of sad that we were able to pinpoint such a large number uh, just by guessing. Yeah. It shows how, like how long it's been but it oh, i really hope guy. we can see him putting up some more points because I, I i am really liking his play on the third pairing he's he's been the ideal third pairing uh defenseman to me f- to me personally so far this year just because he's uh he's really limited the turnovers for the most part in his game and has just been mm-hmm. really good at zone exits and just not causing problems on defense even though that offense isn't really there and you can excuse some of that in that the sends in general just don't score at 5v5 except for tonight for some reason the least just decided to let us actually have some 5v5 goals but but yeah overall yeah. i've been really happy with branstrom yeah i i do wish he was maybe a bit better at something else mm-hmm. like like his zone exits are great, but then once he gets the puck to the offensive end, he just doesn't really know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, maybe some more power play time would help with that, but I mean, like, unless you want to have three, that's like with a team as stacked up front with forwards as the Sens, I don't think you'd ever want to have three defensemen on your two power play units. Like, I, I think you probably just want to call it with Shabbat and Sanderson up there. So mm-hmm. I get why he isn't being played on the. Power play, I I think it's nuts when he's not on the power play and, you know, like, fourth liners are, I think, at that point, like, you're yeah. just being silly. But, yeah, uh, shout out to Brandstrom, who, yeah, like I, like you said, the whole team struggles to produce five on five and he's not getting any power play time, so we can't, like, <laughs> you know, make it a, an issue mm-hmm. when it's not. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of, yeah, like, he's been playing with uh, – because he's been playing with Holden for – most of the season as well, and Holden's yeah. not really going to be helping out offensively all that much either. But he, funny enough, he, I, he, he, I think he has more game, points. Though. I think he has more points than Branstrom somehow. Which is so, oh my, by God. a couple. That sounds about right. Probably. <laughs> it's funny that you mention uh, Branstrom not being on the the second power play unit because I would definitely take him on there over Broussard. But then of course Broussard scored today, so on the power play. So then I feel like I'm just being rude and like, like oh yeah, that bad the timing like, with the criticism. Is- like why is Broussard still getting so much ice time? And then yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Broussard had four minutes and one second on the power play. Oh god, yeah. I guess probably a lot on that double minor. Probably at least like two minutes of the double minor. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, you know what's kind of cool though? Ridley Gregg, uh, four minutes and eight seconds power play, fifty-six seconds shorthanded. He mm-hmm. was, he was, yeah. He was put on the pk like on purpose for nearly a minute. Like if it was like ten seconds, I'm like, all right, well that was just a change. But no, he's. He's he's being held responsible for some some really important minutes. It's got to be super rare for rookies in general to get any power or penalty kill time, and then 
yeah. in your second NHL game too. Like that's that's huge trust from the coach, and I, I really like that because uh, Greg was awesome defensively and just with his two-way game uh, in the game against the Islanders on Wednesday. Uh, I don't know if you watched that game, did you? No, I missed that one. Okay, yeah. So since you didn't see uh, Greg's first game, and I, I spent mm. – all of last show just basically talking about him the whole time because he was the big story uh what did you think of his game overall tonight i gotta ask you i don't think at any point he necessarily stood out as incredible but not once did i go what the hell are you doing Mm -hmm. like he like two games in and you look like you know you fit in perfectly fine with every other everyday nhler i think that's so so impressive um yeah i I'm really impressed with him. I, I think, you know, I mean, I, I shouldn't say I was never once like, I never once like zoned in on him. I was like, oh yeah, that's a nice play by by Greg or something. But yeah, just the fact that he kind of goes under the radar, at least this game, I think he went under the radar, which is tough to do mm-hmm. so early on in the career. So I think, yeah, never really stood out to me as like an incredible, I don't think he had like an incredible game, but like he had, without a doubt like a very above average second NHL game yeah I agree with you about that um he stood out a lot a lot more in his first game however he's just fitting in perfectly especially the fact that he's on a second line already playing with like elite wingers which uh usually a prospect wouldn't be given that much uh that much trust to have to center a second line in the NHL that quickly and like we said playing Mm -hmm. on power play and penalty kill as well like he he fit in tonight uh, not in terms of like wowing us necessarily, but I'm I'm still really pleased with his play. Uh, I I really hope he can he can stick around for the rest of the season. It would suck if he has to be going back and forth, up mm-hmm. and down throughout the season. I think yeah, I, I think at this point, especially with how well he's playing, you just have to say, like if if I'm if I'm Pierre right now, I just say okay, well fuck it, he's up and he's looking good. Let's just ride it out and see yeah, what we have. With it. Especially since like you have this kid who is you know he's, he's on the second line looks like he fits number one that's so important just to keep pento on the third line just to, so you have any semblance of depth at center without norris mm-hmm. so i think that's a huge huge part too um but i mean maybe also I, I think you're probably just as shocked as i am that dj's letting him play on the second line but dj seems to have his new thing with pairs at forward right so i guess that's probably why because he's like pinto and batherson are like the third line pair and i've liked that um, so far i think it's it's been okay i think yeah it, it was obvious that uh that pinto needed a shake up it wasn't there was it was a really slow start for him on the second line i think with batherson or was it batherson and to it originally that i think it was on the second line with pinto it was a slow start yeah. for that line originally and then they they did pick it up for about like a 10 game stretch or so i remember but then it it totally tailed off again so i i like that dj recognized that that pinto needed to shake up and maybe playing against lesser competition you know on the third line and that's useful for batherson as well too i think with his defensive struggles um putting him with a with a good two-way center in, in pinto um so i i'm really happy with that so far i like like you said uh i like that they just gave greg the opportunity right away in the the top six instead of just starting him out at the bottom of the lineup i think dj noticed that there was a bit of an issue there and a a bit of it is that greg has played like probably better than everyone has expected so far but it was a good decision Mm -hmm. it worked out well so far what do you think of first line first liner matthew joseph hmm i liked the idea 
like as soon as they they showed the lines from practice uh, like that but i i'm not sure how long i'll want them to stick with it like i think if uh mm-hmm. if our 5v5 scoring does keep improving like sure go with it like brady had two goals tonight from that line i don't think joseph picked up any points but but he was involved in like strong forechecking and stuff and and a bit on the cycle um I, i'm glad that they they've given joseph another shot there because he obviously we keep talking about every time with him he's ha- he had that hot streak when he came in after the trade deadline last year so yeah. to try to uh rekindle a little bit of that magic just a little bit like playing him uh, with some more skilled players i do really like that i don't think it's been like great so far in terms of like joseph uh, producing offense on that line but when you're playing with kachuk and stutzla it's kind of uh it's kind of easy to not stand out right like they're they're just so amazing that it's like i can't blame joseph for not wowing me on that line but uh but what do you think yeah i mean i think honestly I don't know whether look at this as a problem or like it's fine because he kind of stood out to me just as much as he would on the third line, mm-hmm. which is maybe a problem when you're on the first line. It's really just like, oh, who's that guy flying down the ice fighting for a breakaway? Oh, it's Joseph, which like, I mean, it can be fun. Like if if you have a guy with his speed and suddenly like the Sens get a possession that they otherwise wouldn't and he feeds Kachuk or Stutzla on that play, that can definitely create some chances, but yeah, I don't know about long-term success trying to have a line with two elite like offensive players on each one, and then you just try and fill it out with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I, I mean, I know they struggled for a bit, but I do miss Giroux on that line with with Kachuk and yeah. Stutzla. Just, but yeah, I mean, all I mean, honestly, the, the the top three lines all looked really solid. I agree. This game, so just, yeah. can't really complain yet, but I just I just have a feeling five games down the line they're going to have to move things around again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every line was rolling tonight, and uh, one more note on Ridley Gregg. I have to point out Hamza in the chat has let us know that he had eighty six point twenty two expected goals for tonight uh, in the percentage. Wow, which is so we were saying like oh he didn't stick out too much but he just looked like he fit in and i guess if the definition of fitting in is having like a colossal expected goals share like that's pretty damn good like that that makes yeah that puts it in more of a positive light to for me even though it already was that's just even better like that's that's an amazing stat like that's obviously not something sustainable but that's just like just very good two-way game right there and, and the stats proved it yeah, if we're two games in for his career and everyone's in agreement that this game he didn't look nearly as good as his first and he still was rocking an 86 expected goals 4%, that's not a bad way to start mm-hmm. your career. For sure. And uh, another comment from the chat I want to point out was Andrew says that Holden has looked pretty decent with Shabbat. And I think I agree with that. It's not something that I expected to be saying, but uh, it's been pretty good so far. Like, he's... I've been saying about Holden, like, he looks like he's slowing down, and his minutes have been lowered this year, I think, for a good reason, but surprisingly, I think he's actually been really good the last two games. Yeah, he looked really solid tonight. I think he had five blocks, something like that, and yeah, he just, he had a really solid game, like, you know, I, I do think that, yeah, if you have a really good as a defenseman, if you have a really good defensive game, usually it's like completely, it's like a completely unsung, like um, positive impact you had on the team just because no one ever wants to talk about it or really even notices. 
you have to do it for like a decade nearly to be because when 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 you ask Sens fans like oh who's like a really good uh defensive defenseman on the team in, in Sens history and who comes to mind it's 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 guys who have been on who had played on the team for years right like you're gonna get um people saying Volchenkov or Phillips or or Mathot right so um this is way too long of me talking to make this point just to say yeah nigga holden had a good defensive game Mm -hmm. and i think everyone should be excited about that especially since you know we can say that holden looked really really solid with shabbat first of all and then also the fact that i don't know maybe maybe they both had their best game of the season maybe this is the top pairing that we should be focusing on maybe yeah like maybe this is maybe this is, I like it a lot more than Zaitsev with Shabbat um, until and even if listen when Zub is back maybe you stick Zub with Sanderson if Holden mm. and Shabbat still working I feel like DJ is not going to want to break up the the Sanderson and Hamannick pairing but I do like that idea if uh, if Holden can yeah. keep this play up that'd be great and then like I. Don't necessarily hate Brandstrom Hamnick as a potential third pair. Yeah. Like that could work. I think Hamnick's the type of guy where if you lower his minutes, you will be complaining about him a lot less. Cause it's just I think I still think he's a solid player. It's just a case of him being asked to do too much in terms of ice time a lot of a lot of the time. Yeah, because right now, I mean, you know what? I don't actually hate the just with the way the, the the current pairings are, I don't hate it because Brandstrom and Zaitsev each played about twelve minutes, and the other four were right around twenty minutes each. So I don't hate it. Like Shabbat played twenty four thirty eight, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. I love that. For yeah, him. I love that. Right, right around that sweet spot, over five minutes on the power play. Um, him, yeah, him, and yeah, when you got, when you got, Shabbat and Sanderson like almost equal ice time tonight, and it was uh, mm-hmm. the same against the Islanders. I think that's what everyone has been waiting to see is just a little bit more of Sanderson and a little bit less of Shabbat to just kind of balance them out. And everyone has just yeah. kind of had this theory that it will make Shabbat play better. And I think in the last two games, is has been perfect. So I, I really hope... Uh, I think it's completely proven that, yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. And then when Zub is back and hopefully Zaitsev is out then you can have even more wiggle room with with your maybe like it's a weird thing to say because you can't really split up your pairings but like your top three and bottom three defensemen like when you bring Zub back you can maybe lean on him a bit more than you would say like a Zaitsev and then uh Hamnick and even Holden and 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 Branstrom's ice time comes down I don't necessarily know if you need to bring Branstrom down from his 12 minutes but you can maybe reallocate those minutes a bit more uh focusing on your top end guys you'd want out there a bit more mm-hmm. um what were we talking about yeah all that's yeah holden looked good that was, <laughs> i i'm glad i'm glad that you really had good. a lot to say about holden because did you notice that my camera died and i had to switch to my my webcam yeah but luckily for you i was in that whirlwind of like saying a lot of words and saying nothing at <laughs> once so like it was a perfect it was, it was, perfect it was good timing, timing. the that. whole the whole show like since the first five minutes i've seen my camera blinking like the red low battery icon and i'm like i thought that i charged it enough but apparently i didn't so i was just waiting for it to drop so i'm on my my crappy webcam now but uh, at least yeah, it was uh, at least it was not too hard to just switch <laughs> to that real quick if if you ever need me, if if you ever see your camera about to die on another show again, just let me know and I'll just talk about Anton Volchenkov a whole bunch again. <laughs> that that could just get you going for for days. Eh? Oh, I can do a whole episode on Volchenkov, easy. Well, easy. I think we gotta mention 
and I'm I'm kind of surprised that we haven't yet. Is I think we do have to chirp Matt Murray a little bit today. Eh? Oh, that's both games this season. Yeah, the Sens last minute dropout. Come on, dude. I think. Come on, Matt. I think like... the first time at the beginning of the season he missed like a few weeks after that that like with that injury. But yeah. this time, I don't know. Like that shot in warm up. Like I don't want to say that that. Sh- shouldn't be an injury or anything but i feel like that's the type of shot that a goalie takes and they're down for a couple minutes and then they're still able to like finish a game you know like i i'm really curious to see if murray is like actually going to be out for a while after this game or if they're just going to be like oh it was precautionary and he'll be back next game and it's like really like i don't know yeah that felt i don't know like I will say I'm a little bit relieved because this is that's exactly if if listen if Murray was in net and the game ended up being two nothing Leafs I wouldn't be surprised just because that's how it works with the Sens against that's true former goalies um, so when it was announced you know like as puck drop happened that Samsonov would be playing instead. I wasn't that bummed. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's funny that he's hurt. I just think the 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 consistency of Matt Murray not being able to play the Sens is very funny. Um, but yeah, that's that is a bit odd. Apparently, the update from Sheldon Keith was that he's been dealing with an injury that flared up in warmups. So to be fair, maybe it wasn't actually from that shot that hit him up high. Like that's what they were showing on the broadcast and trying to guess mm. is that's what it was. Al- although if that was the last shot he faced in warmup, like it-, it does make it look like maybe it was that, but like, would that really be an injury that would flare up during warmup? Like, no, when someone says it's a flare, like an injury flares up, I think like, I think muscle, a lower right? body. Yeah. I think, I think like, like, yeah, like, like maybe he's got like a, a leg issue or something, but no, that's weird. Mm hmm. That is really strange. Yeah, and and Andrew in the chat points out that Murray did back up the whole game too. So it's like, yeah, if, if Samsonov got hurt or if they had decided to pull him for whatever reason, uh, like Murray was still there. It's not like they went to the e bug route. Yeah, that's true. Um, and you know, if they have to go e bug, they're gonna find a way to beat the Sens with that. <laughs> just as anyway um the the leafs are cursed though they they have uh do you think they would they would have been able to exercise their e-bug demons if they had one in net for themselves i don't know uh, i'm not against I'm not totally ottawa convinced. maybe maybe against maybe. the sense yeah maybe against the sense also um completely unrelated can i just be like a real can i just be like a complete hater for oh a yeah second go here? for it go for it those leafs jerseys fucking suck oh the jerseys They're hot awful. take they're mm. awful. Fuck. Listen, if you're gonna go for the black jersey, if like, how are they like? How, how are the designers like in a room? Like, we got we got to think outside the box here. We got to use our imagination. Let's make a black Leafs jersey. On paper, sounds awesome. How do you make a black Leafs jersey and then use navy blue with it? Like, yeah, you need like, a, a lighter commit. blue. Lighter blue, make it pop. Mm-hmm. Commit to it. Come on, it just looks. It just. It's so boring. You I mean, know, I, maybe other hot take. It's still better than that fucking yellow jersey. Oh, you don't like, like the yellow? Oh, I hate. I, I kind of. I want to see them wear it during a game, just because it's it's different. It's unique, and like they're marketing maybe. this whole thing. They're like, oh, it's the flip side jersey, but you don't wear the flip side of the jersey. I don't no. understand that at all. 
And then like, and and and, and I, I'm saying this as granted. I grant. I get it. I'm, I'm biased. I'm a Sens fan. I'm saying as a Sens fan, but I'm saying this as a Sens fan who has hated how friggin' clean and great Leafs jerseys have been for <laughs> my entire life. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they've always been. They've, the Leafs have always looked good. Even the people who are saying that, like, you know, like the 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 old uh, like the pre. Um, rebrand with like the older the Kessel Leafs, like era the, jerseys yeah like the really yeah. like hard edge yeah that, i even that logo loved sucked. those as a kid yeah i you even like love those honestly mm. i like the, I, maybe it's just a nostalgia thing yeah. and i and it just brings me back to like you know my childhood watching sens leafs games but like there's just i mean maybe it's just the blue and white that's just always looked so clean to me but i can't stand the black jerseys i think they're they're awful you, you like, know I what i noticed I about the black jersey during this game What's that? Is it not the same as this Sens jersey, but with black? Like, the striping is exactly the same. Like, black and, and then blue for the stripes. It, it's literally the same. The one stripe at the bottom and the two stripes. Yeah, well, well they have... The Sens one is definitely way better, through. but it's, like, the same design, I think. But what doesn't come through at all, because this is because the design is stupid, there's also, like, a stripe in between oh, yeah. the stripes. I didn't even notice that until yeah, until they did close ups. I could not even tell. So, I've seen them play with this awful. jersey multiple times and I didn't even know that that middle stripe was not black. It's like some other really, yeah. really dark shade of blue. Like I, I didn't even notice that at all. Commit and do a light blue. Come mm-hmm. on. Like just just go all out. Do it or don't. Like like I think I I don't like those neon Dallas jerseys at all. So I'm not saying like go neon blue, but like oh, a God. light blue would make it pop at least. Yeah. You know, like anyway. It's funny that with the Leafs being the blue team forever, that you ended up with Montreal having a baby blue jersey this year, and the Leafs yeah. haven't done that at all yet. That's so weird. That Montreal jersey sucks too. I don't know if I can be a hater <laughs> about that one too. Do you agree about that one? It's not as good as everyone says it is. Hmm. Uh, Thing is, though, I like the Florida Panthers baby blue jersey. I feel like that one works really well. That and and nice. they did have a jersey with a similar color before. So it's not like mm-hmm. totally out of nowhere, whereas the Habs are just like baby blue, even though we're we're a red team. It's, that, that, that was just yeah. weird for me. It doesn't work for the Habs. I don't like it. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just going to put the cherry on top of being a hater real quick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very funny that the uh, Leaf fans were booing when Forsberg's mask came off. Like, oh yeah, that was for weird. legitimate reasons. When we all know Murray would have pushed the fucking net off twice by that point. Oh so, my god, yeah. Like it's fine, Whatever. especially because the Leafs shot it at him from. I'm pretty sure the Leafs yeah. defenseman noticed that like he had his helmet off and was like, "Oh, if I shoot it at the net while he's trying to get it, uh, while he's trying to put it back on, like maybe it'll go in." Yeah. So like, especially when. Forsberg got his helmet off for like a good 30 seconds at that point. I was very confused why anyone was booing. Like that was really weird. Yeah. Anyway. Just had just had to just had to become a hater for the last few minutes here. Yeah, we're <laughs> uh about to wrap it up here soon. Is there any last bit of hater energy you want to get out there tonight? Oh, last bit of hater energy? Um uh there's only one good American uh play uh, uh you put me on the spot. No, 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 I ruined it. I ruined it. 
was that was that going to be something along the lines of uh, it was going to be Kachuk's Kachuk. better than Matthews. Yeah, it yeah. Was, it wasn't. It, it. I just. I didn't have it. I. I. I flubbed it. It's. Uh, forget it. Never it, mind. It would have been. The L. It would have been kind of forced hater energy anyway because because yeah. we we can't deny how good Austin Matthews is, but we still freaking hate him. Yeah, friggin' guys injured. Like that's great for the Sens, but terrible for my fantasy team. So like, get your shit <laughs> together, Austin, please. Oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah. I think that'll do it for tonight. Thank you, everyone, so much for watching. Uh, awesome game from the Sens. That was just just absolutely amazing tonight. And uh, we mentioned before, I hope everyone at the STPN event in Kingston had a great time tonight, despite the loss for the Leafs. Uh, but yeah, hopefully the Sens can keep their winning ways going. Uh, you will cover the game uh, tomorrow against Montreal. So I will. Everyone, be sure to tune in again for that. And yeah, uh, leave a like on the video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to SDPN. And thank you so much, everyone, for watching. Have a good night. See ya. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.